Better luck next time. I want you to change my grade. Why should I do that? Mm. <laughs> this rate will be here all day. Oh! Get your rocks off. Oh! <laughs> Lord, I've had a good laugh, and I think I lived it right. Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down the hill. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> to another let them burn where it's two goats and a host <laughs> who are the goats who's the host uh, you're definitely the host it's just like the thumbnail you know it goes back to that you know i'm gonna get a bunch of goats and then shoot the goats no, i was but, gonna tra i was gonna trade y'all for a bunch of goats and shoot the goats well either way either way you know you, you trade us for some goats and then shoot the goats that's the point, you know, it's because why do you care? And Nick's like, I don't care about you or Rob. And so I figured, well, oh, he's having a heartfelt moment here. One of those fuck you heartfelts. So I figured out why not? Well, why not do a show so Nick can get it all out there? Well, about how he feels about all of us. The truth is, is that you and Bullrush are high value men. And you certainly, you certainly deserve to be insulted by a far better man than I. But since nobody else is doing it, I figured, you know, somebody has to. <laughs> well, Nick reminds me. Nick reminds me of that girlfriend that calls you an asshole every time she leaves, but she keeps coming back. Fair. I mean, I'm not a chick, but whatever. <laughs> but you play one on TV. <laughs> oh, oh god damn there's there's a heartfelt i wish i could personally <laughs> i wish i could personally take uh super chat so i could you know dedicate every five dollar super chat as a heartfelt fuck you to you oh <laughs> kids you've heard the sirens call you've heard the you've heard the bell you've heard the whistle you've heard the rebel yell Throw them in and we'll, we'll, we'll make it, you know, instead of a $5 cuck article, we'll, we'll do something about a heartfelt fucking bowl, you know, cause I can do this. I, we can have fun with this. Mm. Do like a little Hatfield McCoy kind of thing. Hey, bacon. You're not the only one here. Trust me. I, I can see who's in the chat. There's a bunch of motherfucking lurkers right now. Everybody's like, Ooh. okay. Hey, Hey, Nestor. My antics do have a frighteningly high production value. They really do. You know, there is a method to my madness, believe it or not. There really is. The difference is I'm not here for the almighty algo. That's the difference. You know, I'm not here to sell a book, a course, or a boot camp. Although, if you want to throw money at me, I will graciously take it. I'll sell anything, okay. anytime. Well, there you go. It's pronounced sirene. Sirens are for ambulance. 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 
Ambulance. The only yeah. thing I want, Ty Cobb, the only thing I want from you is your panties. God damn. Just, you know. <laughs> Dude, Quit with the craziness. You know what, Nick? That's S- Send me your panties in the mail. That's, dude, seriously, that's going to be a short. I'm going to make a short. Oh, Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> you know, a while back I posted, I was on I was on Mask and Geek last night for about five and a half minutes. And hey, uh, that was five and a half minutes longer than I was. Well, I was, I'd been drinking all afternoon. So by the time, by the time we got on there, I, I just had no energy left whatsoever. Don't wear them no more. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Ty Cobb goes commando confirmed the, uh, you know, but a while back I posted a, I briefly posted a picture on Twitter of me hanging out at a bar in Denver with a bunch of guys I used to work with. And that fucking Vince, he's not, turned it into blackface. Yeah. I not know. only did, no, he, <laughs> he, 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 like, he, he, he downloaded the image and then he just, he clipped it to where it's just, you can just see my face and the dudes, you know, guys on either side of me have their arms around on neck. <laughs> so you can just see me and you can see their hands, you know, waving there. And I'm just like, God, I can't do anything anymore. Yeah, he, he's trying to turn you into the next Darren Clary, I'll tell you. Boy, what. Jesus Christ, I'll never, that'll never happen. Too many, too many people like me for me to be Aaron. I don't know, dude. You know, this this is one of those goats versus host moments. Well, I don't I don't mean people on the internet. I mean people in my actual life. <laughs> At least I think they like me. Sent my last G-string to a guy in December. He's in rehab now. Wow. <laughs> ah kids Mm. once one whiff and he started seeing he started hearing colors and seeing sounds right like look it's like licking one of those poison dart frogs yeah (laughs) (laughs) licking a poison dart frog and then then turning around and watching pink floyd's the wall well i i've sniffed a few panties i never licked any (laughs) oh but even sniffing them god damn jesus that too degenerate for you no no because it just takes me back in the day Mm. but there there's a point where it's like i don't know if i can do that anymore you know i'm old i'm frail and (laughs) i've sniffed and heard too much that's just it well, I used to, I used to, I tried to, I tried to save one pair of panties for every chick I banged since my divorce. And, you know, at some point I discreetly just like, you know, kick it under, kick them under the bed. And she goes, I can't find my panties. I said, ah, I'll, wash them. I'll, wash, I'll wash them and bring them back to you. Yeah. <laughs> you ever try, you ever try to kick someone under the bed and they just stuck to your foot? They wouldn't let go. Oh, <laughs> God <damn>. No. <laughs> Uh, where are you going to find this class of degenerates i will i will say that i didn't try to keep skin curtains panties so (laughs) i didn't want any more i didn't no that's 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 one of the few that i didn't try to keep jesus yeah i didn't need any more triggers than I already you, had. You didn't need any more memories. Yeah. Pulling those out. It's like you hear the song, I hurt myself today. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so some people are cutters, some people do heroin. I 
pull out skin yeah. curtains, panties, and give them a little, give them a little roll them into a tight little ball and play hacky sack with them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was a big hacky sacker in college. I was Dude, one of those guys. I was a hacky sacker in high school. Jesus. Right. You know, that's crazy because you were probably in college when I was in high school. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those the worlds are coming together, the synchronicity and, and you know, the energy and the vibe of it. Because I'm thinking of you doing the, the, the foot thing, you know, the, the inner foot where it's the inner ankle and then the outer ankle when you want to get special and it goes over your head and you hit it back with the other one. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, me and Nick were synchronized at one point. He was standing out on the quad. I was over on my quad, but it was the high school quad. And, and we were fucking hacky sacking at the same time. Well, the funny thing is that the my two best friends at the time they were both pretty uncoordinated and goofy, and so, so they could you were the one, yeah. They couldn't really do it, and I use that out. You know, the outside I use the outside edge of my foot. Mm. You know, I'd use that to pass it to somebody, right? Right. And so, and so I'd you know, I'd, I'd work it over that way. I'd pass it to somebody, and they would never catch it. And invariably, there'd always be some dudes who you know knew what they were doing, and they'd come up and they'd start. You know, I'd kick it to one of them, and then, of course, you know, they were better than all of us. And then, you know, they basically just, you know, started passing it back and forth and leaving us out of it. But, you know, fuck it. It was college. We were crazy right. back then. We were crazy little hacky sackers back in those days. Man, memories. Did you have one of the hacky sacks that was two-tone, like different yeah. colors? Yeah, because I had one that was brown and white. That's the one I had. I had that one, but I also had one that was like chartreuse and pink. And oh. I actually, I liked that one better because it was easier for me to pick up when it was, you know, when it was, you know, because we'd be out there in the quad, exactly like you said, we'd be in the quad <laughs> or the courtyard of our dorm yep. and, the, and the grass was patchy. So there was some grass and some dirt. A lot of times it was harder to see, but that, that bright pink and green one, you know, you can't miss that motherfucker. No, no. You can't. And so I get it. I get the chartreuse and pink. I, I understand because not only did we play on the quad, you know, of the high school, but we also played in the fucking field by the church. Mm -hmm. And dude, that brown and white motherfucker would disappear, especially in August or in September when everything was brown. And it's like, uh, yeah. You know, because of course I, I wasn't the world's greatest hacky sacker, but I was okay. I was decent. And there was a couple other guys that were better. And then of course all the other dipshits were worse. And of course, you know, you pass it off and the, the guy that's actually really good wasn't paying attention. So one of the bench warmers decided, Hey, I'm going to show my colors and fucking knock it out into the field. And, and then it's like, great. Okay, you stupid motherfucker, go look for it. Because I don't know where it went because it blends with everything else. Go find my fucking hacky sack, you dumb son of a bitch. And yeah. so I get it. I get ours, it. Ours once landed in some dog shit. The, <laughs> there was some dog shit in the courtyard. <laughs> no, it was it had been there for a while. It was dry. 
right? So it was kind of, it was like, it was like, it kind of looked like char, you know, dead charcoal, burnt up charcoal. It was all gray and powdery, going white, yeah. But it, you know, it just landed right in the dog shit. Or I'm just, or I'm just sitting there looking at it. I ain't picking it up. Well, I, ain't it picking up. It up. I ain't touching it. I ain't picking it up. Oh man, a chartreuse and pink fucking hacky sack sitting on a fucking half dried dog turd. Why does Nick have beef with Mama Swole? I don't even know what the fuck that means. To my knowledge, I don't have beef with anybody except Pat Stedman, Jack, what's his name? Murphy. Yeah, Jack Murphy. Those guys blocked me because I said mean stuff about them. I talk Did mean you, about them on the internet. Since you decided to open Pandora's box. Oh, boy. Yeah, old boy is right. You decided to go there, so I got to ask the question. I don't know who Mama Swole is. I don't either. Uh, you know, I don't even know who the Sea King is, but welcome to the shit show. So, Nick, since you opened Pandora's box, I got a question for you. It involves, well, let me let me show you what it involves. Where is it at here? That's right. I have Beef Wellington. It involves this guy. Oh, him. Is he on the, did he decide to block you? To, did the family hobbit give you the nicks or no? He's never blocked me. In fact, the last time I talked shit about him, he didn't even respond, which, which I, which I thought, I thought was pretty, you know, pretty, pretty all right. All right. So he, he's growing and learning and, and he's becoming more of the alpha male that he claims he is, even though he shit on nine to fives and now he's back to nine to five. Okay. That I don't know about. All I know is that, oh, I you know, know all about that shit. When, when some dumb shit, look, if some, I don't go looking for it, but if some dumb shit crosses my, you right. know, my wall or whatever it is, threads stream, then, you know, it's you know it's 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 fair game for me, but I, I generally don't go looking for any of that kind of stuff because I don't have time and I don't care. But if it shows up, you know, <laughs> that's what that's how that's why Murphy blocked me because you know this was back when he went on that show and got all butt hurt over that little girl asking him about yeah asking him about you know the cuck article or whatever it was, and I made some. I re he, he he tweeted something and I I retweeted it and made some some snide comment about it and you know that apparently hurt his feelings but you know I'm I'm also not one of these guys that gives people grief for blocking you because you know the block is there for a reason if you if right. you don't if you don't want to be bothered with somebody you should block them that's not a sign of you know it's not a sign of betaness it's not a sign of anything except that you just don't want to be bothered by that particular person I get it. Uh, dude, I totally get it. The only the only reason I typically don't block and I'll just mute is because I don't even want to give them the satisfaction. Mm -hmm. That's that's it. Because they do, oh, you know, screenshot, you know, Nick August blocked you, you know, and I don't even want to give them the satisfaction. Most of these idiots that I fucking deal with, I'll I'll see their stupidity. I'll see their lack of experience. I'll see, you know, guys who don't fucking the things they say. And I'll I'll point that out. Hey, guys, look, guy who doesn't fucking the things they say. And immediately, as soon as I quote tweet that, I'll mute the fucker. Just because I already know what's coming and I don't even want to bother. And then I forget all about it. 
But that way he's in the void, screaming into the void, saying whatever. And I don't care because I don't go back and look. You know, there was a time here, Nick and Bull, two years ago. So in like 2021 and even further back that the gold wasn't in the tweet. It was in the replies. Now, now, today, in 2023, no, mm-mm. There, there is no gold in the in the replies. It's it's autism, idiocy, and whatever other bullshit. But I, I don't even bother. I'm like, I don't even want to know. I block people for one reason and one reason only, and that's if they start just hammering multiple tweets. You know, if they'll if they'll go back and forth tit for tat with me, and they don't, you know, they don't try to get in my threads, first of all, and start slamming other people like, you know, Ryan or Rolo or something. Or if they don't, if they get in my tweets and they're like, you know, I say something, they say something, and they're like, hey, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Then I'll do it just because they're, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, they're overstaying their welcome as far as that goes. But, you know, just somebody comes on my thing and says, you know, Hey Nick, you're you're a big faggot, whatever. I don't care, whatever, you know. Right. You know, I'll, I'll let them. I'll let them. I don't block people for just that. But if they become insufferable about it, then at that Dude. point, it's like I'm not. I'm I'm here to have. I'm here to mainly to have sarcastic conversations with people I like. That's mainly yeah, why yeah. I'm there. Right. right. Well, and that's why you know, like you and Bull. You know, even if me and Bull are just the 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 two goats in the in the co-host thing, that's okay. I'll bleed at you every now and then because you haven't, you know, muted as far as I know. <laughs> you haven't muted me yet, you know, because you still respond to me. So I'm figuring, well, I haven't gotten the mute from you. And Chest hasn't blocked me yet, yet. Tonight might be different, but that's okay. You know, even though Bull's gotten the block, he's he's blocked Boras before. Yeah, he, he he blocked him and then he brought him back in. You know, because even Bull's like, "Oh, my asshole hurts," and it's like, "Well, what did you expect? You fucked around and you found out, didn't you?" <laughs> Notice he has not much to say about this. <laughs> what I mean, what can you say, man? Right. Boris was kind of insufferable back in the day, though. Well, he was because he was like, look, kids, I found a lighter and I learned how to light fire. Let me bring everyone into this dumpster shit show. And yeah, but now he look at him. He's like an adult now. and He's currently muted. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people that we know out there that could take a lesson from. Bull rushes calming down. That's all I'm going to say about it. You know, I have to say. But you and I, you and I know who those people are. Well, yeah. But, you know, those people are not watching this show. No. That's the unfortunate part. That's the, the, the unfortunate realistic reality. The guys who need to be watching this aren't because they're still talking about being an alpha male or cuckland or stepdad a stan or whatever other bullshit they're going off of. The shit that I wrote about, it was for them, but I guarantee you none of them read it because they don't. They don't read my shit. The guys that read my shit and then they're like, you know, they're hitting me up privately and they're like, bro, is this about me? 
And I'm like, dude, no, I, I am legit serious. I've had guys hit me up over the last handful of articles I've put out there where I'm bitching about shit. I've had guys privately reach out and go, bro, is this about me? And I'm like, dude, it's not about you. If it was about you, trust me, I wouldn't have posted the article right off the bat. I'd have saved it, and then I would have reached out to those guys privately and been like, dude, we need to have a sit-down. We need to have an intervention. And I'd have gotten you involved, Nick, and I'd have gotten Chest involved for a couple of these guys. No, 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 I, I get it. <clears throat> but there's a couple that I would have said, we need to have a, we need to sit down. We need to talk, Okay. But I'm like telling those guys, it, dude, no, this isn't you. This isn't about you. But the fact that they were aware enough and concerned enough that they were like, dude, is this about me? That I'm like, Jesus, the one guy who reads it that has nothing to do with him, <laughs> but he's the one responding to it. You know, where it's the other dipshits that I'm like, yeah, it's about these other motherfuckers. And of course, they're not reading it. And I knew this, but hey, you know, maybe one day in five years, 10 years, I don't know, maybe they'll figure it out. But then again, maybe not. You know, if I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. If you or Chest in particular, he don't need to subtweet to the rookies. Um, <laughs> if, you, if, if I found you or Chest or Ryan, you know, keeping mm -hmm. me out, maybe even Bull, but probably not. You know, if, if you guys are keeping me out, then I'd be like, yeah, I need to I need to go look at myself in the mirror and, you know, say five year piece of shits and, you know, do my penance or whatever to try to get, you know, try to get some equilibrium back. I, I would probably take that a little bit seriously, seriously. but anybody well, else, you know, because there are a lot of people out there and they don't give a shit. You know, I right, I right. quit following them because I, you know, they just, you know, they're just they just turned they just turned full spurg and it's like you know i just quit paying attention to them because they're doing shit that i can't you know that i can't you know that i can't abide in my life ty cobb on the other hand you know she may have quit twitter but i gotta tell you i follow her on youtube and she posts the most random stream of consciousness shit <laughs> that that it's like that's one of my favorite things on youtube because it's so, it's just so random it's it's just you know it's just laid back country hippie shit which is you know pretty close to where where my mind is at anyway and you know it'll be like hey here's some you know here's some vegetable seeds and here's some <laughs> here's some soup stock and here's a bird and here's a here's a fox yeah here's you know. a couple of deer <laughs> here's some here's some bear shit you know whatever and uh, I'm like okay I can I can get along with that yeah it's right up there with pissing on a stump. So I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've thought about just every day for a month, just one posting one tweet a day and have it be a picture of the stunt that I piss on in the morning. Dude, See, that's, how, that's how you get on Nick's good side. You, you send them, you send them pictures of, of beef Wellington and stunt porn. Yeah. Stunt porn. <laughs> send me, send me stunt pictures. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, well, you know, Ty had to correct you. Scat man. Ty has, Ty has, I think Ty has to be yeeted for that. Well, I'm going to let Winnie y'all do it because I can't be bothered. I, well, I just, can't do it. 
Yes, you can. You got to go into YouTube. Ah, shit. It's not worth yeah, it, man. Yeah. There you go. See? It's not, I it's not do worth it, the price. I just don't care. I really just don't care. You know? Ty's okay in my book. Yeah, she's all right. Mm-hmm. She's okay for a white girl. Yeah. And you know, you can tell she's a white girl because she's out there filming fucking raccoons and bear scat and other streams of random conscious unconsciousness. That's that's something only white girls. Well, I've do. I've seen I've seen her picture, so I know she's a white girl. Well, there you have it. You know what I like today was was the all the trees are all kept equal. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what she always does when she thinks she's getting my bad side. She throws in a rush quote or something like that. Because that's what that is, a rush quote. Oh. Um, from the trees. The trees are all kept equal by hatchet, axe, and saw. And if you and if you correct me, I am yeeting you. Oh, look at this motherfucker here going. Oh, I, I did see. I did see a thing yours today where you're talking to you. You retweeted that thing about some some guys are talking about how you know be it, be it life at 24 is hard. So hard. I'm like, dude, <laughs> goddamn. You know. It's, uh, right before I got into studio, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, you fuckers? Life hasn't even begun to fuck with you yet. There were no there are. And see, you know, the one thing that I did do because I didn't have any distractions, it's not because I was particularly smart or perceptive. But one thing I did do at 18 to 24, I took advantage of the strengths of being 18 to 24, you know. So I lifted, I got jacked. I, you know, I did a lot of fun shit, you know, played, played sports, did, you know, went on, you know, week long backpacking trips, did all kinds of other shit and, you know, all kinds of shit that's easy to do when you're 18 to 24. And then once I had to grow up a little bit, you know, I started working more and I started doing that shit. And, and yes, when you're 18 to 24, breaking into something where you can, you know, make a lot of money very easily is very, is almost impossible to do. And, you know, you just, you know, tough shit. You're young. You don't know shit. Nobody's going to trust you with shit. You got to prove yourself. So quit whining and get out there and prove yourself. And then when you're in your late thirties and forties, it's going to get easier if you're not a jackass. And because people are going to, you know, if you're not a jackass, people are going to respect and trust you more. Um, provided you've got, you know, some kind of, you know, some kind of background to deal with people. It's going to get, it gets easier then, but it's not supposed to be easy when you're in your twenties, you're fucking pussies. You think being 56 is easy, <laughs> right? That I mean, shit. Point. It's never easy. It's never easy. There's always something. Whether it's I can't get a job, can't get laid, can't get nobody to take me seriously, can't make any money, or it's hey, I, I I'm making some money, I got the I got some pussy, I I got you know a house, whatever. But then you have cancer, or you have a dying uh, family member, whatever it is. There's always something, you know, the 30-something crowd from what I've seen, you know, the lives of quiet desperation. Yeah, I got the wife and the house and the job and she won't fuck me, but she'll thigh rub me. You know, it's like, dude, there's always something. Put Billy's comment up there because, Billy, you're full of shit, too. I'm basically starting from scratch at 28. Everybody's starting from scratch at 28. No shit. Dude, you haven't even begun yet. I tell you, I, when you're 35, 
I, I will say that, you know, so far, you know, Mike, Mike, Nick Jr. is 27, you know, and he's he's done pretty good for himself in his 20s. He did far better than I ever did. And, you know, I hope he just continues to build about that and he doesn't lose it. But, you know, fuck, you know, everybody starts over at 28. 20, 28 <laughs> was when I got my first real job was 28. It sounds like the same kind of sentiment. Like when you're in high school and you think everybody everybody in your class is fucking each other except for you. Yeah. It's it's that same kind of sentiment. It's like everyone's making it except me. It's like, no. At twenty eight at twenty eight, I was working I was going to fucking college. I just started a family. Just had my had my daughter and shit and fucking I was working dead end jobs, man, at night. So twenty eight was when twenty eight was when I got married and when I had got my first real, you know, fucking job. That was a, you know, benefits, retirement, all that bullshit. And that that was starting over. Yeah, I, mean, I was I was like 30 after I yeah. got college, man. It's it's in it's like one of those things, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. It's where you end up. So, I mean, my I you know, my know. my philosophy on the on your twenties is fuck up as much as you can in your twenties, do all kinds uh-huh. of shit. I mean, there were some things that I didn't do, you know, that I wish I would have done, you know, just because I'd you know, because of a girlfriend or because of some other bullshit, you know, I, I lived in North Alabama and, you know, I'd always intended to go down and spend a year working on a fishing boat down in the Gulf. Never did that. I should have didn't, I did other shit, but you know, the other well, shit so- I could have done anytime that, that shit is like, you gotta, if you're going to, if you're going to do it just for a season, you gotta, it's better to do that when you're young. Yeah. Well, generally society is more forgiving on a 25 year old who fucks up than a 45 year old who fucks up. Absolutely. Like a 45 year old, you're fucking up. This 25 year old guy kind of gets a pass a little bit because he's a fucking dumbass. What the fuck is the orange pill? You know, you're going to get, you're going to get slapped. You're going to get your right hands. Slapped. Is that like some kind of ED suppository? It's like the red pill. The red but for pill dudes like Ryan. Dude, I'll take that as a compliment. I can tell we have a huge following. We've got, you know, 15 people 15 watching the show. People. <laughs> That's pretty good for us. Yeah, dude, we're, we're peaking. <laughs> We've engineered the show to attract quality, not quantity. Right. That's the that's that's the Zach Small gambit right there. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is is happening to you. That's what you meant to have happen to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was meant to be an entrepreneur until I wasn't, and now I'm okay with the nine to five. Yep. Now I'm now I'm meant to be a working stiff. That's right. I was meant to be a blue collar guy. God yep. damn it! I I build I build things with my hands, then I go home to a hot meal and a hot wife and perfectly behaved kids. Exactly. exactly. I like the irreverent hold nothing sacred pill. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get there in a second. I got to go through some of these comments. Zachary, dude, if you can't do the same things in your 30s that you could in your 20s, you have a much bigger problem. Okay. 30s ain't nothing, there, bro. Dude, 30s are nothing. The only thing that I learned in my 30s for me was I wasn't as directionless and as angry as I was in my 20s, okay? From the physical standpoint, I could actually do more in my 30s than I could in my 20s, okay? And that was because I tested myself. I thought, well, fuck it. Let's find out. You know, fuck around, find out. I did it. 
And I found out I could do more. And here's the fun thing, Zachary. This is why I went off on a couple of guys, you know, on Twitter right before the show. They're talking about their 20s being, you know, the valley of death. 24 to 27 is the valley of death for real. And I'm thinking that's where you fuckers are now. Because I'll tell you what. You don't hit the valley of death until you're probably in your 40s. That's when life starts fucking with you. That's when you walk out of a truck or you go out the door or you do all the shit you've been doing for years and your fucking knee decides, hey, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, did I just pull a muscle? And the doctors go, that's, dude, that swelling, that's not water on, that's water on the knee. That's not a pulled muscle. And you're like, dude, I just stepped outside of a truck. I did everything I do like I've always done. That's when life starts fucking with you. Oh, yeah. I I was in my 40s. I woke up one morning. I had a herniated disc in my neck. Mm. And that's all you did is you woke up. That's what I mean. You know, guys, oh, you know, the 20s are the hardest. It's like, bitch. Your fucking life has not even begun to fuck with you in your 20s. And I would even say not even in your 30s. Shit, I'm in my 50s and I don't I don't even really think of it as hard. Right. Same here. It's just a few, you know, it it gets, you know, there's just some crazier shit to deal with. That's about it. It's I mean, I I mean, especially now, you know, people commenting on the Internet, they could potentially theoretically be anywhere but if you're living in fucking america and you're not addicted to crack shitting on the streets of san francisco but you've got you know some kind of normal crappy job and everything else you still got it made man i think what are you doing what are you even talking about oh it's so hard i'm 27 i you know i can't get this i can't get that uh you know and i want to if i may I want to I want to I want to launch into a short rant. Go right ahead. Hey, because well before you do, before you do. I'm going to get a drink first. All right, go get your drink and then let me know when you're ready. Okay, so kids, all right? I'm looking at some of your comments. Ah, oh, shit. What do we got here? I, I got to see what some of you guys have got to say. Oh, shit. Here we go. My 30s were better than my 20s. Kate, my 30s were better than my 20s. My 40s were better than my 20s. And I'm 51. And my 50s so far. And yes, life has begun to fuck with me both physically and emotionally, mentally, all that, because the people I care about are starting to decline. But these are people older than me. These are animals that from a lifespan perspective are older than me. Welcome to life, kids. Death shows up for us all. It shows up for your mom, your dad, your cats, your dogs, everybody you know. I've, I, I know of guys, excuse me, that are my age. I went to high school with them. They're dropping like flies. And I'm like, oh, shit. The fuck have you guys been doing? Okay. I look at like my dad who has morbid curiosity. He loves to look at the obituaries. And I remember saying to him like 20 fucking years ago, I was like, what are you doing? You looking for yourself? And he's like, maybe, but he's seeing his friends 
die. And he was my age at that time. And guess what? That's where I'm at. Only instead of obituaries, I'm following certain individuals on social media because they're the ones that, you know, they're the, the, the keeper of death. You know, they're the ones telling me, oh, hey, you remember this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to high school, junior high, whatever. Yeah, he dropped dead. Damn. You know, if anything, I'm waiting to see myself in that list because that's the reality as you get older. My dad is one of the last guys standing out of his friends. Okay. Most of his friends are all dead. They all drop dead of cancer, heart disease, whatever. Okay. He's one of the few left. My grandmother was the last woman standing. My grandfather was the last man standing. And this was fucking 30 years ago for me that I'm just like, Jesus, you know, does it scare me? No, it's a reality. Every day is a blessing. Every day I wake up and, oh, hey, I'm still here. All right. It's a good thing, <clears throat> which is why I don't give a fuck about Cuckland or Stepdadistan, or or Cloutville, or this other nonsense that you motherfuckers are focusing on. Because it's all irrelevant. It doesn't matter. If you're the guy or the woman, whichever you may be, and I meet you in real life. <clears throat> we meet up for steak and drinks and your opening gambit to me is so what did you think about fresh and fit saying yeah blah 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 or or i'm the prize or whatever it is i'm gonna be like whoa you need to back up like a lot okay because i don't care about any of that shit because none of that shit applies to my life none of that shit matters and maybe you're young and you're 24 and you're going through the valley of death for real. Motherfucker, you haven't even begun your journey yet. Life hasn't even begun to fuck with you yet. Okay? Come talk to me in 15, 20 years. Maybe then we can actually have a drink and I'm not pounding it because I got to get the fuck out of here. All right. I had, I had to go uh, a couple years ago. I had to go on my graduating, my high school graduating class Facebook group and tell them I was still alive because they thought I was dead. <laughs> hey, dude. Dude. If I had known you in high school, I'd have placed bets on you to be one of the first to die. Well, dude, <laughs> here's the fun thing. I remember it was great. So there was a couple of people I ran around with a little bit, a couple of chicks, a couple of dudes back in high school. Okay. And then one day I walk into Walmart. Okay. I was, I was doing the people of Walmart thing. I had to go to the evil empire and buy some shit. And I was like 24, 25 at the time. Go walking in, and the cashier, I recognized her, that it was this chick that I knew. Haven't seen her since high school. It's been five, six years. Okay, go walking in, walk up, and, oh, hey, how's it going? And she looked like she saw a ghost. Her face goes white, and she backs up, and whoa. And I'm like, and this, again, I'm 25, 26. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? She's like, oh, my God, I, I feel like I'm talking to a ghost. I heard you were dead. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I didn't get the memo. 
you know, because I'm clearly I'm still here. So how have you been? You know, and it's the same shit. Okay, same shit. There's so many people I've run into over the years that are like, holy shit, dude, you're still alive. And I'm like, last I checked. Yeah, last, you know, not only am I still alive, I'm doing better now than I was when I was, you know, 24, 27, going through the valley of death. You know, my fucking life is grand, even if life has fucked with me. It's like, ah, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't go back because I didn't know what I didn't know. So yeah. How come every time I post it posts it three times? Is it? I don't I don't know. I mean I, I'm I am I am relaying this to my uh to my uh YouTube, you know, redirecting. Right, right. But shouldn't be doing that three times. Anyway, yeah, before we lose the momentum about that. Yeah, like I said, Ty, we're not, you know, 69 is your, you know, skill set. We're talking about age. Jesus, it really did um, show up three times. I don't know right. why that is, Nick. Well, I'll quit posting over there then. Um, <laughs> getting back to this Valley of the Shadow of Death shit. So I had, I don't remember where I saw this. Somebody was talking about it. So I, I did a I did a quick binge watch of three documentaries about dudes who were going to get, uh, <laughs> going to get uh, brides from Ukraine or Russia. They would, mm. they would sign up for this service. They go on a tour over there and they would, you know, they would hope to find a, you know, meet find their, a meet their 20 something year old bride who wants to get out of poverty. Yeah. yeah somebody, somebody was, you know, somebody had, had was like, you know, a little late to the game and they were still posting about passport bros. So I decided to, Oh, that shit. Yeah. I decided to check out one of those documentaries and you know, the shit that I saw, they were paying the service to go set up dates and shit like that when they flew over there. So you know, all in all, through these three shows, there are about 40 or 50 dudes that they profiled. And like two of them actually found wives. They actually got married over there. All of the rest of them w w just got scammed for money the whole fucking, the whole fucking time. Right. And it was either the service scamming them. Then they get over there and the girls would scam them. And they would go over there and the and the guys are saying, look, you know, a lot of these girls, you know, we can't we can screen them as best we can, but we can't, you know, we can't give you any guarantees. So a lot of these girls are going to try to get you to, you know, take you. They'll they'll take you by the phone store and try to get you to buy them a phone and shit like that. And and all these guys are doing it and, they're, you know, all this shit going on. And, and like they're interviewing these dudes before they go. And they're just like the ages range from like 35 up to like 55. And, you know, they're all talking about how well, you know, some of them have been married two or three times. Some of them never been married at all. And these guys are sitting there talking about how yeah, there's there's just not any women out here in Wisconsin where I live. And, you know, and all this other kind of shit. And they're talking about, yeah, I don't. You know, I get kind of shy and I get kind of this and I kind of that. And so their best fucking idea, instead of getting in shape, maybe going someplace where there's chicks <laughs> and not, you know, not just staying out on the farm where it's nothing but cows and hogs and, you know, putting yourself out there and putting forth a little effort. Their best idea was, no, I'm going to stay exactly like I am, which has worked well so far for me. And I'm going to passport over to Ukraine and go find the hottest Ukrainian chick. And she's going to she's going to want to marry me because I'm a quality man. And I was just watching. I was just watching. And I was like, yeah, you're all going to fail. And it was like fail 
after fail after fail. And they're, they're all sitting there talking about how hard it is to meet women, how hard it is to get dates. One of them said he never he was like 40. He'd never been in a relationship before all this other kind of crap. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happens, because because if, if you're going to pay ten thousand dollars all in to fly to the fucking Ukraine Wow, and, or or to St. Petersburg and try to marry some chick that doesn't even speak your language, but for some reason she's going to fall in love with you, whatever that's supposed to mean, first of all, and, you know, want to settle down and have your children and be a good wife and a good mother for you. The, that buff up a little bit for three to six months and then go out because all this shit about how you can't find any decent women in America is total bullshit. Well, ten the thing can ten grand them, just hard to find. Ten grand is ten grand is enough that you can, I mean, especially for those older guys, you can get on T, you can get a prescription for TRT, get hire hire a a personal trainer, and hell, even go even hire a personal chef to cook you meals. And in like six months, you'll be jacked. Exactly, and you ain't gonna have a problem anymore. Well, I mean, well, half that's fixed for you, and you fixed it yourself. I mean, ten grand to go across the globe just. Jesus, you know, man. half of that, half of that is going to the service you're paying. <sighs> the other yeah. half is for your travel and for your, you know, the money you spend while you're there on, you know, meals and hotel and shit, whatever you have, whatever expenses you have to pick up for yourself. And that doesn't even cover, you know, if you're going to go shopping and then you're going to let these bitches scam you out of your talk out of about your money. Talk about having more money than sense, man. It's like, dude, uh, you know, I mean, you know. I'm not, as, NF- I'm not as I'm not as I'm not as good looking. NFTs. I'm not as good looking as you. I'm not even as good looking as Rob, and I did just fine. I didn't have to spend any money really. Not especially. I mean, I still haven't spent ten thousand dollars on on going out with women, <laughs> probably in my life. And you know, it's like Jesus. You know, this that was it was the most pathetic thing. I was watching this whole thing, and I was like, you know. And and I'm going to contrast myself with somebody else, and it's not going to be a flattering portrayal of me. I'm going to very briefly. I'm going to contrast myself with a a new friend I've made over the last few months. Few months, assuming you know he'll claim me, is uh, I I had occasion to you know meet online, not meet in person, but online meet red pill thor if any of you guys know him and most of you guys I know who is. yep yeah i love that guy he's a solid dude the man has been through some real real shit yep. and and yep. he he's been through that stuff and he's he's like all strength and positivity and and honestly you know i would you know he's another guy that i hope to meet in person someday and just shake his hand cuz i've had the opportunity to have a couple of you know a couple of three personal conversations with him and you know i love that guy and uh you know i've honestly i've never watched any of his content really i've seen him on rule zero a little bit here and there that's about it but just as far as talking with him you know uh over zoom and shit solid guy i really like him so far and uh and and that dude that dude lives to help people that that dude lives to pay it fucking back i don't i i pay nothing back i you know i help my kids my family my close friends I don't really care about anybody else. Right. And, you know, cause I mean, honestly, you know, I could, I could try to be popular and say that I do, but I don't do anything for anybody else. You know, I don't, you know, what, what have I, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've 
I've given Bull Rush some cigars because, you know, he bought me a bunch and I asked him to keep a few for himself just for doing <laughs> me the favor. That's about as far as I've gone to help anybody that I don't, you know, know yeah. in my immediate life. Right. That's true. That's true. A couple. Yeah. I'm a heartless. I'm a heartless bastard. Thor, on the other hand, is is an absolute great guy. And I was watching I was watching all of these guys on the show and I was like, you know, I could help them, but I'd rather them go talk to Thor because I don't really want to help them. But I know Thor could do it, you know, and it's and it's, you know, it's like, I, you know, I, I don't really I just don't give a shit. And when I watch those guys, I'm like, yeah, you guys deserve what you get. You're fucking you're fucking lazy and you're mind fucking yourselves. You can call it whatever you want to. But you're you know, it's a say it's the same. And I'll close this out here. It's the same with the dudes that rode the propane tank down to the bottom of the sea. I don't care about them either because they all made a choice. They knew they weren't getting in the best equipment possible and they decided it was worth the risk. Now, were they dumb for that? I don't know. I don't care. Were they smart for that? I don't know. I don't care. Were they brave for that? I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't really matter. You know, they did what they wanted to do. They had the opportunity to get all, you know, these days you can't use the excuse, well, I was deceived because you deceive yourself. These days you can check anybody and anything out. Yeah. And if you try to check them out and you don't get anything back, then that needs to be your answer. And if it's not, then you're fucking yourself in the head. And I don't care. You know, that's your problem. That's not mine. And right. so, you know, I don't feel sympathy for those guys. I don't feel admiration for those guys. I feel nothing for those guys. They made their bed. They get to they get to accept the consequences, just like I get to accept the consequences for all the stupid shit I did. And I don't really give a shit if anybody has compassion for me or not, because that's totally irrelevant to my experience. It's like I learned. I think I learned my lessons. And if I didn't, that's my problem. That's not Rob's problem. That's not Bull Rush's problem. That's not, you know, Ty Cobb's problem. That's not Chad's problem. That's nobody's problem but my own. So, you know, so fuck that noise. You know, I'm glad I'm glad there are people out there that care more than me. But I've got I've got the rest of my life to, you know, do the shit that I want to do. And helping people isn't one of them. And that doesn't mean, you know, I don't help my kids. Of course I do. You know, the people that I actually know and interact with and are friends with, I do. If somebody came up to me and threw themselves at my feet and said, I'm going to die if I don't get a bottle of water, I'd buy him a bottle of water. But as far as all this shit about presenting myself on the Internet as somebody who cares, hell no, because I'm not prepared to back that up. There are guys who are because that's part of what their mission is. And I'm not shitting on that. I'm just saying that's not my mission. And so I watch this show with all these guys, just like I look at these you know, young guys who are dumbasses. And it's like, well, fuck you, be a dumbass. You know, that just means there's more spoils of war for me. You know, that just you're creating a deficit um, or you're creating actually on my side, you're creating a surplus. You're creating a deficit for yourself, but a surplus for me. So I'm going to go pick as much of that fruit as I possibly can. And, you know, maybe you'll smarten up someday. And uh, maybe you won't, you know, mm. but but fuck you. You know, that's you're not my problem. You're not my problem to solve. Right. And that reminds me where, where you're talking about that, about not being the problem, the deficit to solve. So something I wanted to bring up, and this is a great, you know, segue into it. 
So I've, I've been dating a lot over the last four or five years. Okay. And between guys, you know, flinging turds about cucks, you know, cuckland and stepdadistan and cloutville and all that shit. One thing I've learned over the last few years, you know, guys moaning and bitching about, oh, dating apps, you know, there's an ocean of cock and we can't, we don't stand a chance and all that shit. Okay. It ties into that to a degree. And here's where. So I've dated a lot over the last, since 2019, you know, when the last relationship ended at the very end of 2018, I've been on the market. I've been a free agent, you know, here's what I want. Here's what I'm looking for. And yeah, a lot of women over time. Yeah, I want you. And I'm like, well, that's fine, but I want more. And so they got to go. But I've talked to a lot of women over that last three, four, five years. And when they've stumbled across my radar or I stumbled across theirs and it's the trapdoor spider thing, it's boom, go out and get them, pull them in. And they're like, oh my God, you know, you're the guy I've been looking for. I, I'm not making this up and it's not about a pat on the back. But I've been like, well, there's all these dudes out there. And I even said it to the belly dancer that I'm like, ah, there's all these dudes. You know, there's this ocean of cock. And she's like, yeah, but it's not what I want. And I realized what most guys fail to realize. When, you know, because you like to pontificate and speculate and theorize. But here's the thing. Is there an ocean of cock for women on dating apps? Of course there is. It's like three to one or five to one or something. I don't know. You stat bros will know, okay? They're not looking for a needle in the haystack. They're looking for a needle in a stack of needles, <laughs> Okay. They're looking for a needle that's got a little tiny red dot and maybe a little tiny blue dot. And they got to go through all these fucking needles to find it. That's the ocean of cock that you guys think that, oh, it's a, you know, needle in a haystack, all this hay, and they got to dig, you know, plow through all this hay to find the needle. Meanwhile, they're doing the cock carousel. And I'm telling you, that's not necessarily the case. They're looking at it from the lines of, I'm looking for a needle in a stack of needles. And you don't have to be six foot plus, six pack abs, ripped, all that bullshit. You just have to be a little bit better than the guys you're competing with. And what I've seen of the guys I'm competing with, dude, there really is very little competition. Because I look at it and go, well, I'm not six foot. I don't have six pack abs. I'm not making six figures. All that shit that you guys get hung up on. Okay. I know how to converse. I know how to pay attention. I know when to shut the fuck up. And women keep showing up. And it's like, oh, it's so hard. Really? Nope. It's really not. It's not. It's really not that hard. <laughs> And the bar is so low, you can work 
a blue collar job like I do. Hey, oh, you got a little money that you're not fucking broke. You know, you're not asking your mom and dad to pay the rent or pay the mortgage. Oh, you're not six foot. No, never was, never will be. And it's not an issue. Well, she won't make it one either. Oh, well, what about this? I don't care. Do you? And she's like, no, we're going to fuck. Okay. Those are quotes from women I've heard. And that's what I mean when I, you know, to tie it into what Nick was saying, you know, the, the status on the battlefield, the guys in the trenches, guys that are still dating, they're not married for 20 years. And so, ah, you're irrelevant. You don't have any idea. Guys, I'm 51 years old. I'm five foot four. I work a blue collar working class job. You got genital herpes. Dude, I have all kinds of shit. <laughs> okay. And yet women do not care. They're just like, oh shit, you're the guy I've been looking for. And I'm the one going, yeah, about that. We're not doing monogamy. <laughs> and they're like, okay, until they're not. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's fine. If you have to go, you have to go. You know, it's a revolving door. For me, I choose the lifestyle over any one particular woman, but that's my choice. You know but, how? Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. You know how? <laughs> you know, I was talking with I was talking with a friend of ours this week. I'm gonna I'm not gonna out him, but I will just I'll say his name is Picante. Let's just say his name is Picante. He's a okay. he's a he's a brown person, not from America. And Picante and I were talking. You know, sometimes I'll 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 be pretty harsh with Picante on Twitter and in a certain a certain Twitter group that I sometimes occasionally post in. And in fact, I was so harsh with them last week that one of the other guys in that group was like, God damn it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, You just don't understand, you know, you just don't understand uh, you know, my relationship with Picante because I give him a lot of shit. <laughs> Same. I give him a lot of shit because I know he can take it, but we have a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations behind the scenes where, you know, he, because he and I are in a similar industry, a lot of times he likes to, you know, he likes to pick my brain about certain shit. And I, you know, I give him a lot of false answers, hoping that he'll screw himself over. Right. right just kidding. Right. Just kidding. Just kidding. But... <laughs> But here's the thing, you know, we were talking about something this week and and we were and, and I brought up something Ryan always likes to say, which is be attractive, don't be unattractive. Mm -hmm. it, and, and, and I'm going to reverse that for a minute. If you can just if you can understand what's unattractive and just stop doing that, you almost almost immediately become a lot more attractive without even doing anything. If you can just stop the unattractive dumbass shit and then getting in better shape, dressing better, learning a little game and, and whatever else, shutting that shit's easy. Mm -hmm. Shutting the fuck up. All of that is easy. If you, if you, if you can identify and eliminate the stupid unattractive shit, you do and say. And that's really not that difficult unless self-awareness is a problem for you, in which case 
you need to go to somebody you trust and have them just smack you in the face with it and tell you what it is. But it's it's relatively easy. To, and and look, but you can't teach that stuff though. Like that has to come from experience, man. You can't. You can and you can't. I mean, if you're right, you can't teach somebody who's not ready to learn. You can't. You can't teach somebody who's not being honest with themselves, and that's where it all has to start. Which is right. one of the reasons why I'm so brutal with people. Is because if you're not being honest with yourself, all this other shit is just, you know, it's like it's like playing fucking, you know, go fish or something. It just doesn't, you know, you just there's nothing, nothing interesting happens. You know, you just play a stupid game. It's like playing 52 card pickup, you know, with your life. (laughs) And and but if you can if you can legitimately stop being unattractive and then do the few things it takes to be more attractive whatever whatever raw materials you're born with it's not that hard because if you know if i could do this shit after you know 20 years of marriage and going through a you know the typical blue pill phase and the you know all the other bullshit that you know often happens uh you know there's it's it's uh, trust me it's not that hard but if you're if you're still stuck on in that rut, then yeah, it does seem hard and it does seem impossible. And you know, if you've got if you got 250 pounds you gotta lose, yeah, that's hard. You know, but you know, so you better get to it because that's gonna take you a couple of good three years to get get all that shit done. But it's but three years from now, where would you rather be? Would you rather be the guy that overcame a bunch of shit? Or would would you rather be the guy that's still saying, Oh, everything's so hard? And the only reason it's hard now is because you made it hard on yourself. Life's hard for everybody. Right. But then but then we all choose how hard or difficult and how easy we're going to make it for ourselves from then on. And you got to get to that point where you simply stop being unattractive, start being attractive. And there and like I said, look at all the people that are out there, even you know, even a lot of these dorks on Twitter that I think are dumb shits and you know are stupid they're still saying all basically the same things even those guys can help you if you focus on the basics you know i mean you know i think i think you know i think zach small is a goof but he still says and talks about a lot of the same shit you know if he's your cup of tea fine who gives a shit just get yourself to a better fucking place it ain't that hard to do like you you got you got guys like jack napier He's he's he takes on he'll help you lose weight and stuff and get stronger. Drew Bay will do the same thing if you you know join like twenty bucks a month to his to his uh his website and stuff. Yep. Napier, like, you got uh, Drew, I, you got Ryan, I mean, you got Thor, you got a lot of good dudes out there that want to see you do better. They're just not going to do it for you. You know, you still got to do it. You right. yeah, you still got to do the heavy lifting. And to go back to what Rob was saying, I've had a lot of similar conversations with girls over the past few years. And me and Rod have talked about this privately. It's like girls like, yeah, there there's a sea of cock out there, but there there's a fucking dearth of like leadership and confidence and self-reliance. Confidence. And, confidence. and, and More that's what or anything else. Yeah. And it's the confidence is confidence and, and just self-reliance and stuff like that. And, uh, an experience, you know, that girls are looking for. They, they're, and I've told Rob this girls are tired guys. They're fucking tired. Oh yeah. yeah. They don't want to do this shit. No more. They don't want to do this shit. No, more. they don't want to be boss bitch. Even though they say it on social media that they do, they really, 
Honestly, believe me, they really fucking don't, guys. They really don't. They're tired. And I've seen these girls' faces in person. They're tired. They look really, tired. Even if, even if they want to be boss bitch at work, assuming they work, they don't want to be boss bitch with you. If No. Right. No. They, I've, they, had so, I've had so many girls tell me this over the past few years. They're like, I'm a successful career and stuff, but when I when I get done, when I go home, I'm t- I don't want to make this. They're like, I don't want to make decisions anymore. My right. girlfriend now, she's like, I when I'm around you, I don't want to make any decision. I don't even want to go. I don't even want to decide where we go to have food. You tell me what we're doing, and I'm there with you. I don't want to do anything. Here, have my keys. You drive my car. I don't feel like driving anymore. Fuck this. She's like, I'm out. Yeah. And it's, it's not her. It's 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 every girl I've dated the past, since 2016, 2015. Yep. Like they're done, bro. Guys, yep. they're done. They're done. They don't want to do they it anymore. Yep. Dude, that sounds like the and they're, they're just waiting for, for you. When I say you, I mean like you guys to take them by the hand and be like, I got this. This is what we're doing. That's we're going to go do this. We're going to do this. And you throw in a little bit of fucking aftercare on the side, you know, just sprinkle that shit in, you know, it, it, it becomes it becomes a different dynamic. You won't have a problem getting girls anymore. You're going to have a problem with girls like getting like really honestly getting rid of girls like you don't want to have you don't want to take on that that type of relationship with them where you're having to decide everything for them. And they're just basically like putting your and they're wanting monogamy and all this bullshit. And they're, you know, they're coming to you and stuff like that. And it's like it, it becomes a responsibility almost. Mm-hmm. Really? And it's beyond it's beyond sexual. It's beyond. It's oh, like yeah. it's relationship. Well, and you know, yeah. when I was talking about that shit with Picante, we weren't even talking about chicks. We were talking about business because the same principles apply in business, really, that, they, that apply in, in dating and almost everything else. It's just, it's just, you know, twisted in a slightly different direction because your, you know, your goal is not to, is not to fuck. Your goal is to, you know, metaphorically fuck where, you know, business is concerned, but it's the same shit, you, you know. You still have to be attractive and not be unattractive, you know, if you want to up your game in terms of your career and your bullshit like that. All the same, all the same principles apply, except, you know, instead of gaming, instead of gaming women for, you know, dating and sexual purposes, you're gaming prospective employers or prospective business partners or clients for that. And the thing I always stress with him with Picante and a couple other guys that, you know, routinely bend my ear is that, you know, the, the, the dirty, you know, the dirty secret about game is manipulating women. What game really is, is manipulating yourself. Game is really for you. And what it does is it keeps you from being unattractive and helps you be more attractive if you're so inclined. That's really what it does. Well, I've come, I've I've kind of come full circle to the point with some some girls. Where I have I have to act a little unattractive for them to leave me the fuck alone. Yep. Not a lot, just you know enough to f- put them off, you know, for a little bit, for a few I've days. So I can have some fucking so I can have some fucking peace to myself. You know. There it is. Real quick, I want to you know throw a little love. Dark Knight Dev for the $10 super chat. So 
This isn't the cuck article. This is the, you know, heartfelt fuck you article. They would have been better off learning to cook, dance, playing guitar, or being a bartender or a DJ on the weekend. You don't need a passport. You need more social skills and hobbies that are social. Absolutely. If you need to go overseas, and yeah, we're backtracking just a little bit here, but if you need to go overseas to meet women, dude, you've got way more problems, okay? The problem isn't the women. The problem is you, okay? As much as guys, you know, rant and rave and, oh, you know, chicks in South America, chicks in the Eastern Bloc, chicks over in the Philippines or over in Asia, whatever. It's like, sure, I'm not saying that they may not be more, I don't know, family-oriented or more traditional or whatever your bullshit is. But if you have to fly across the world to meet them, the problem isn't them. It's not women in America. The problem is you. You're being unattractive, not attractive. Because I've got my radius when it comes to women I'll meet to less than 25 miles, okay? If they're over 25 miles, if they're over a half hour, one way, I cannot be bothered because there's plenty within that half hour radius one way. So on our tops total round trip, I'm willing to go an hour round trip for a handshake and a hug. And if, if you're in like a, if you're near a metropolitan area, oh, even dude. not even a major city, just like a midsize city, like you got more girls to choose from than, than, than you could ever shake a stick at. Dude, I used to, I used to I used to be in Birmingham, Alabama a lot for business and between and I've got a lot of friends there. So between meeting women through the social circle, meeting women through business events and contacts, meeting women through apps and shit and meeting women just from, you know, sarging on my own. I could I could I could spend a year in Birmingham and date a couple of three different women a week for a year and and never run out. And that's not a big city, you know. No, but it's not. The, like, what's the, the population of Birmingham? It's not even a know, million. I mean, it's not even 500,000, is it? Well, it's shrinking. You know, if you if you consider the whole metro area, you know, cuz I'm, you know, I'm really not going to be dating any hood rats in downtown Birmingham, but yeah. you know, if you take the whole metropolitan area, it's not that big and it's shrinking and Huntsville is going to surpass it size wise in like a decade in the next decade, if not sooner, but there's still so many people there. You know, there's not in my little town, but I still do all right around here and, you know, bum fucked Egypt. So, you know, it's, you can, well, you, it's, can it's, you can, you can, there are two things you can do. You can find in a small Metro area, you can find plenty of women that are going to meet, your criteria as long as you're not an insufferable asshole and you're not you're not looking for trouble and then on top of that i mean hell you know because of my connections with the university you know i we've talked before about i've dated you know a lot of university professors who are you know king shit feminists in their in their daily life their professional they, life yeah but two things, either they weren't king shit feminists when they were with me, they were downright, you know, submissive like all the other chicks that I date. 
you know, that are mm-hmm. that were just basically mm-hmm. nice girls, or they were, but they kept it quiet long enough for us to fuck a couple of times. Sure. Cause right. they wanted, well, cause they wanted to fuck and they wanted to fuck me and they didn't want to, they didn't want a lot of people to know they were fucking me, but they were still it, fucking me. Well, it's, it's like the, the city I live close to, it's got like 80,000 people in it and 80,000. Like, Damn. Yeah. It's only 80. Huh? That's oh, it is. It, it is. 40,000 women. Jesus. Yeah. At least. And the thing is, it's like it's 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 not a big it's not a big city here in Texas. It's it's kind of small, mm-hmm. and it's got like eighty thousand people. And like within a thirty or 40, 40 minute drive, I mean that's that's a lot of girl. I know because I've looked at it. Well, and you know the thing that I noticed about about the the feminist chicks I dated is they they you know, and this gets back to a lot of the Twitter shit. They kept they kept all their all their politics and ideology on the down low because they were there to have a good time and I was there to have a yep. good time and I wasn't sitting around. You think I was sitting around, you know, so who are you going to vote for next time? <laughs> you know, there was, there was absolutely none of that shit going on. It was like, Hey, you know, I, I'm not going out with you if you're going to, you know, if your fingernails are going to be painted yellow, you know, <laughs> shit like that, you know? So we're, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm just fucking with them and having a good time and making them laugh because that's what you're there to do. You're there to have a good time. You're there to laugh. You're there to fuck. You're there to, you know, have, have fun, you know, hang out, have fun, hook up like Corey Wayne likes to say. So, you know, that's one of the few things that he gets right. So all of this shit where, where people are talking about, oh, I can't, you know, I can't, you know, I can't date a woman that has, or I can't go out with a woman that has this or has that, you know, fucking political view. It's like, I didn't know I didn't know the political political views of any of the chicks I've dated, except the couple that I've dated longer than three months. Right. You know, and, you know, I know what I know what little Spurgs are, her political views or whatever mine are. (laughs) And, you know, because she doesn't give a shit, you know, she's like, you know, she doesn't really give a shit at all. I've had a handful of politics. I've had a handful of instances where I've been out on on first dates with girls and they've tried to bring up politics and shit like that. And I, and all I, all I did, I didn't engage it directly. I just changed the subject and they got the message. They're like, Oh, he doesn't want to talk about this. Yep. Because there's also with girls, there's all, there's also a need whenever you're, you go out with a girl, she wants, she already agreed to go out with you. So there's also a level of, they, they want, they want to, you know, they want to do what you want to do and they, they want to, curry your favor as well as you trying to curry favor with them well you know and the one, the, i assume that the ones i dated a they probably figured i wasn't some you know some uh you know mealy mouth liberal dude to begin with because i just don't give that off i don't think second of all because i never brought it up i don't think they wanted to bring it up because i think you know if they if they like you and they want to hang out with you and they want to bone you know they're not going to say shit that they know is going to ruin it and if they do you know they're probably they're probably that they probably already reached the point where they're like yeah this guy isn't my vibe anyway so i'm just going to say or do shit that you know turns him off but you know i i honestly i never ran into it and the good thing about the liberal chicks that i dated was that just like the ones who just got out of a long marriage, I knew that those liberal chicks weren't going to stick around very long. They were going to solve that problem themselves because, <laughs> because after, after we banged a few times, that's where, you know, inevitably 
you know, I would make some sarcastic comment about, you know, women being in charge of anything. And then, you know, they would be like, you know, well, you know, whatever, whatever. And they'd start bowing up a little bit. And I would just, you know, stick to my guns. And most of them eventually would just find, you know, they would just find the door themselves. And, and that would be the end of it, which was great. You know, and I figured they they filter themselves out. I figured that out. And I was like, Hey, you know, you know, we could, we can, we can hang out for a week and then, uh, and then this is over, which, which is exactly what I wanted at that particular time. And, and so that worked out well, you know, I I guess I just want to interject real fast. I agree with Rob on this long nails are not an issue. Uh, the better to scratch it, but yes. <laughs> Dude. Like if, if I got to put Neosporin on my back or have her put Neosporin on my back, that's a good fucking day. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, <sighs> I've been seeing the belly dancer for almost two years now. Okay. I have no idea, nor do I care what her political bent is. I mean, granted, I have an idea because whamming and and her occupation when she's not belly dancing, I have an idea, but I don't care. I don't care if she leans left, leans right, or whatever it is. It's never come up. I don't It's, ne- it's never come up with my girlfriend. We've been out, we've been seeing each other for over, a little over a year now. She's never asked me about my political views. I've never asked her directly what hers are. I don't give a shit. And she doesn't really give a shit either. Right. You know, little Spurg and I will occasionally, and I mean like, you know, once every few months we'll throw, you know, we'll throw a joke about Biden at at each other, you know, a meme or something like that that comes out, you know, that's the extent we've never, we've never sat down. You know, a lot of people, you know, that's the problem with, you know, because I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to categorize my views, they lean toward the, you know, anarcho-capitalist libertarian side of things but i've never had a conversation about that with little spurg you know Mm. because because who gives a fuck you know why why do you have to you know there's there's nothing fun about sitting around and this is for me and you know i'm sure other people are different and they they enjoy that when i was younger i liked talking about politics too but you know, it's it's not necessary. You know, I'm not wasting our time together. And maybe this is kind of an old thing, a getting older thing, but I'm not wasting mm-hmm. our time together, you know, having some kind of long political discussion that's not going to no, no, make not any you. difference. That's not, no, that's not you, bro. I, I don't engage in that shit neither. And just as a side, just a little as an aside, liberals and anarcho-capitalists, the, the difference is, is that anarcho-capitalists just like to go balls deep. Liberals like libertarians like to stick the tip in, but anarcho-capitalists, <laughs> we go balls deep. So <laughs> they're just trying to stick the tip in. I don't give a fuck. But you know, honest, honestly, that kind of that kind of shit, you know, that kind of shit, you know. And even, even with that stuff, I don't give a fuck, man. Like I like you, you Nick and, and 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 Rob. I don't even like talking about that shit with you guys. I don't like talking about it at all. You know. Yeah. And just Anybody just just because just because, you know, and, and at this point, a lot of it has to do with my own apathy because I just don't I just don't care. You know, I you know, it's like I said, there's you know, last, so much more interesting shit to talk about. There's you know, mm-hmm. I've you know, I got to the point where I, I returned to my initial instincts when I was 18 and I, I quit voting. 
Because, because, because you know, a lot of it's because I know my state's going to vote the way I would anyway, and you know. But second of all, you know, the 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 guys that I would vote for, they're shitheads too. And well, I I still vote locally. Like I, I do local votes. So I I don't yeah. do that anymore just because I don't. You know, there's there's never anything serious we're voting for locally except for like you know the you know who's going to be on the school board. Who's going to be on the city council kind of shit, but you know, they're, they don't do anything. I mean, it's not like they're raising taxes and doing all kinds of other shit because they're not. And if they, even if they are, you know, it, it mostly doesn't affect me. So I'm just not going to, to me, it's, it's worth more. My time not worrying about it is worth more than whatever value I would get or money I would save by being all participatory in it. Now, if something came up that I thought was going to make a huge difference, maybe for that one season, I would vote or I would get involved in some way. But for the most part, you know, when you live in an unincorporated part that of is, the county, that is such a Gen X view of politics, dude. It's when awesome. you live in a <laughs> when you live in a an unincorporated part of the county, there's not much to vote on anyway. You know, it's it's <laughs> like it's like we're the you know, it's like we're the pimple on the ass of the appendix of the you know irrelevant you know we're just a little chunk of land out here in the county nobody really pays attention what's going on and there's nothing there's nothing out here worthwhile to you know to steal so you know we just get left alone which is fine by me you know that's that's probably why i will never live in a big you know big city or big you know town again just because it's nice not having anybody give a fuck you know, for a change. So that's, that's the way I, that's the way I'm going to try to keep it. And, you know, and it's like, even if I, even if, even if I met little Spurg and she was like, she was like passionate, you know, she was a passionate, a narco capitalist and her views lined up exactly with mine or very close. I still wouldn't want to talk about it and not care because I'm, I want to have fun. And that means, you know, getting in the pool and drinking, getting in the hot tub and drinking Going fishing and drinking. You see a pattern here? None yeah, of that. None right. of that. None of that requires anybody to recite the the verbal uh, for the exact text of the Second Amendment. Like fishing, is, drinking, fishing, drinking, fucking. Yeah, right. You know. Which is a you know, and if drinking. I'm passionate about any any abstract issue, it's a it's the Second Amendment, and I'm not even worried about that. Oh, me uh, neither. Because yeah. you know. You know, so I want to I want to maximize my pool time, my titty time, my yeah, hot tub time, time, my drinking time, because I don't know how much time I have left. And, right. uh, you know, and if I'm not doing that, I want to be hanging out with my kids and drinking and fishing and swimming hey. and doing whatever. So none of that. The only time I ever get into political discussions anymore is if my kids ask me a question about something. There you go. And, and then I'll discuss it. With them, but. Right. You know, I want to tie this into a couple of things. One, like I said a little while ago, I've been seeing the belly dancer now for almost two years. And I don't fully know her political view because it doesn't matter. Okay. When I first met her, she did the strong independent whammon thing. And all I could think in my mind was, well, that's cute. Okay. Yeah. But as I got to know her, I realized a couple of things. It wasn't her, you know, parroting the latest thing on the internet. 
because she's literally not on the internet. She had to do it because she really didn't have a choice. Well, she did, but, okay, it goes back to what Bull was saying about, man, these broads are tired. Mm -hmm. She picked guys who didn't step up as far as, you know, using that term, air quotes around step up. Okay, guys who weren't leaders, guys who didn't say, I got this. And then she met me and I was like, that's cute. And yeah, we had a kerfuffle. We had a struggle over that because I thought it meant one thing and it meant something else to her. But we sorted it out and I realized her having to be the leader and be the girl boss and all that bullshit was because she didn't have any other choice because other shit wasn't getting done. And her and I have been figuring that out where I'm like, babe, I fucking got this. You got to show her better. You got to show her a better way, man. Your way is the better way. And that's the thing. I call it logistics in our relationship, Mm -hmm. in our dynamic. I'm like, look, you're a big picture girl and you have all these ideas and all these things. And that's great. I'm here to do the logistics side because I do not want to tear a tent down <laughs> in the fucking dark. So is that where you almost is that the war, where you almost died or something? Isn't that the isn't that wasn't that the outing you went out when you almost died from fucking exposure no, or something? We talked no. about that last week. Okay. That was something else. That's something okay. or Spider-Man. All right. Uh, <laughs> Dev has another uh And I'm going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay. Dev, I haven't forgot about you. I'm going to get there, bro. So with me and the belly dancer, she's realized, and that's one of those things, that needle in a stack of needles. That's where, you know, Bull says, broads are tired, man. Bitches be tired. Okay. He's not wrong. Because they're looking for you not to step up and be the stepdad of stepdad of Stan and all that bullshit. They're not, yeah, they're not even there yet. Like, no, <laughs> Jesus. they're just like, just please make a decision. Just please, please, please tell me where we're going to eat. Right. <laughs> well, you know, what do you want? I don't know. What do you please want? Please tell what me what you want, want me to wear when we right. go out tonight. That's it. They just want you to go, wear this, we're going here. Or Please. even better, tell them, wear this, and I'll yep. fucking surprise you. Please misogyny go, me. Right. Please and misogyny they, me. Right. And when they go, where are we going? You go, it's a surprise. Okay. I just don't, don't, don't fucking, she don't, my girl doesn't even ask anymore. She's just fucking happy to be out and about. <laughs> right. You know, she's just like, she doesn't even ask me no more. If that's, she asked me, I just look at her with side eye. I'm just like, really? Yeah, dude. You, that's same here. I'm like, really? Shut up and just sit down. Like, are you questioning okay. me? What the fuck? What is this? Right. <laughs> and she can just relax into it. She's like, oh my god, Rob, I've been married twice. I've had two husbands, and yet I've never had a guy step up like you are. And I'm like, oh, stack of needle, you know, a needle in a stack of needles. Okay. You just go, I got this. That's all you got to say. I got this. Guys, if you, guys, if you ever, if you ever, if you're ever in a car with a girl and she's, and she asks you like, where are we going? I got it. Just, just grab, 
Don't describe the inside of her thigh. Give it a good squeeze and just start rubbing the inside of her thigh and just keep going. Don't even don't even fucking answer. Right. Because it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Okay, but I want to go back to Chad here real quick. He said, to be fair, I had to travel to Texas to find a gal, but it's an excuse to move from where I live. Okay. Chad and I are on the same wavelength in a lot of areas. I mean, Texas girls are nice, man. Well, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that. Okay. I've traveled from one side of the country to the other to meet women. Now, I wasn't going to move. I wasn't going to uproot everything because, ooh, pussy. No. Okay. And I'm sure Chad's the same way. He lives in a shithole. He knows he lives in a shithole. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get out of the shithole. And so rather, whether there was a chick waiting for him there or not, he was like, fuck it. I, I want to get out of the shithole. Okay. He just happened to also find a chick. And I, I've seen her off camera that it's like, God damn, good job, Chad. But yeah, anyway, she's, she's fucking cute, man. Yeah, she is. She is a cutie. Okay. But he didn't look at it as like the passport bros who are looking for love and someone will touch my penis and she's anarcho-capitalist and conservative (laughs) and all this other nonsense. He's like, I hate the shithole I live in. I'm looking at other places that might be more viable. And what do you know? I met a chick that would touch my penis while I'm at it. And she looks good. And she meets all these other criteria. Okay. My, my that, only other thing is like, does she take care of you? Like how, how, dude, how I, dude, I guarantee she takes care of Chad or he wouldn't be. Oh, doing yeah. Because yeah. Chad's a fucking degenerate. Because here's the thing, like, like looks to me, a, a girl's looks, it, it'll get you, it gets you foot in the door. That's it. But that's it. That's all. Like if you want to open that door up all the way, you, you, there's going to be a lot more investment. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. That's why I always say, like, it's like a, a girl. A girl makes my if a girl makes my dick hard, she's a ten. Mm-hmm. It's like there, there's un, there's intangibles there. That's why I say that there's intangibles there. And Real you can't. Quick, I, I gotta. I gotta. Oh, go, throw ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Dark Knight Dev for the two dollars even. We gotta talk about the uh, the Cuck Bro, Stan- I love this. We gotta talk about the Cuck Stanistan article. Okay, uh, I love liberal women. White guilt is an aphrodisiac. Bro, okay. use it, use it, my dude. <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> what Bro, an angle, dude! I've seen your pictures, so I know. I I know. I know the the angle you're coming in from, and I agree with Bull. Fucking use it. Okay. And and I'm okay with that. I really am because my white sisters, hey, whoever they hook up with, if it's you or some other dude, I don't care. You do you, and if that works for you, more power to you, bro. For real. As it's part of the as part of the White Citizens Council of South Alabama, I endorse <laughs> your endeavors. Same. Yeah. I, I sanction your mission, sir. Skull. Dude. Dude. <laughs> I, I want to know, like, I legit want to know, like, like how, like how he plays that 
and how it works out because that's very interesting. Dude, I guarantee – well, I mean, I'm not speaking for him, but I'm going to reference something I said last show or the time before when I was dating that, you know, that chick who had been a student of mine at one time when she was at the car wash one day and she when she came back, she was like – that's the car wash. All these black guys were, you know, asking me to come to a party and stuff. And I told them, no, I have a boyfriend. They're like, oh, yeah, bring him too." you know, uh, <laughs> we, have a, we have a Lincoln chair, whatever. And can and he hold so, a camera steady? That's right. How's his how's his, you know, can he can he hold a camera steady while he's nervous or angry? But, you know, but she was saying she was like, hey, you know, the, you know, I think I think black dudes have white dudes beat just as far as, you know, being, you know, bold and 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 uh taking care of business because i never white dudes never walk up to me and say hey you want to go to a party it's always it's always you know it's always black dudes and shit alan roger curry and mode one but what i what i wanted but i wanted but i did want to make a larger point about that and you know something i've noticed my experience has been in hanging out in cigar lounges around the southeastern united states and florida um you know, very often the only other guys that are in there are white guys my age, old white guys, and then a bunch of young black dudes. And bunch of dark night devs. Yeah. Bunch of dark night devs. <laughs> and there's and there's and sometimes there are some younger white dudes in there, but the younger white dudes are always sitting oh. by themselves. Yeah, they're fucking clueless. On the phone. And, you know, it's there's usually, you know, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two or three or four, you know, young black dudes in there. And, you know, it's the same with me. They strike up a conversation with me. They just have better as 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 a rule, as a race, they have better social skills. You know, they on just from what I've my personal experience is that, you know, the all of the you know, all of the bullshit you hear about race, particularly race in the South. uh, and, And I'm not saying that they, you know, they. They trust me. They like me, whatever. But when somebody comes into their space, you know, A, they're not threatened. B, they're way more accepting than your average young white dude is. And it's not because the white dude is stuck up. He's just in his own little world and doesn't have any sense of being in a social environment as opposed to an individual or isolated environment. And, you know, you know, black dudes, you know. Most of the time they, you know, they end up picking my brain about, hey, we got this white guy here. Let's, you know, let's figure out what he thinks. You let's know? talk about whitey. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, uh, but it's always, it's always, it's always a good and fun conversation. Uh, yeah. I'm the yep. same way here and I live in the white capital or one of them, you know, that it's like, oh man, learn from everybody. Learn from these guys. Learn from Dark Knight Dev. Way too many trade trade notes. Yeah. Trade notes, man. Right. Way too many white guys, in my opinion, are way stuck in their heads because they don't want to be creepy or whatever it is, white guilt or whatever it is that I'm just like, man, go, go watch and learn from this guy. Go, go learn from dark knock dev. Okay. Don't worry about his skin color. Just fucking observe the guy. All right. Just, Figure it out because you know what? They know some shit that you didn't figure out because you got your skin color all caught up in it. And it's not an issue. It's really not. And if he tries to say some crack, just buy some. 
Right. Be a, be a good Ooh. guy. Just buy some. <sighs> well, there's that. No, tell me twice. <laughs> well, and if he calls you a cracker, you pull out the bull whip. You know? Exactly. You pull the fucking, yeah. You just pull out the crop, dude. Like, uh, lean yeah, into I that can't, shit. Uh, I can't, I can't <laughs> even. I, I, can't, I can't go there. It's, it's funny, but I can't. I'm a stud. I'm in South Alabama, man. I can't go there. Uh, I'm in Texas. I'm in Southeast yeah. Texas. We can, oh, can lean into Texas. it. You can still lean into it, bro. Fuck Texas. That's right. I got. I got a, a honky. Be a honky. Don't. I've worry. got a. I've got a nineteenth. I've got a nineteenth century plantation three miles up the road. <laughs> like I, I do mode one with girl. I do mode one with black people. I don't give a fuck. Fuck them. <laughs> but you know. But the. But the. But the. You know. To to draw us back to the original point. You know. The original point is my experience is that. And and I'm talking about, you know, young black days because, you know, old dudes of any color, we get along all the time because we're all yeah, old pretty and much. we have in yeah. common. We're old but, and life is fucked with all of us. So, but yeah. the but the but the the young black dudes are the ones who who are who are always <laughs> way more sociable, have way more social skills, and are way more um just sort of open, right? <laughs> and Darkness and popcorn eating intensifies. <laughs> well, this is bacon. Come on. You know, he's yeah. a high yellow motherfucker. He's not really he's, black. He's high yellow Rambo. Yeah, that's right. High yellow Rambo. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, bacon, I, I did. Uh, I did leg yesterday. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, you don't know what that means, but. <laughs> mm. That's right. Anyhow. Hurry, Nick! Hurry! <laughs> it's, time, it's time! It's time to trade y'all for the goats and just shoot the goats. Yeah, well, oh, we are there. Hey, kids! That's a great way to segue to the outro because we've been doing this shit for about an hour and forty-five minutes plus. Because we come on when we're good and goddamn ready, <laughs> but we're gonna call it because I know Nick wants to do his own thing and Bull's got a. Sharpen razors on fucking enchiladas or whatever. I got a, I got a thing to, I got a thing to say. I got a little announcement. So concerning, uh, little announcement concerning Lazarus razors. I found a property recently. I'm working on it right now. And, uh, hopefully if everything goes right, we'll have, uh, Lazarus razors will be up and running in the next month or two. Cause I've, I've, I've had some guys, you know, the past month or so ask me about it and stuff like that. And I know like McTubus <laughs> fucking, I, I still owe McTubus a fucking razor and stuff like that. And, uh, so we'll have, we'll have it up and running hopefully Where's within a month or two. He's not here tonight. He's fucked off. Bastard. Yeah. Yeah. So if really? He, if, if he sees this on a replay, I got you, bro. And in fact, with McTubus, because he's been patiently waiting for like a year now, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do something special for him i'm gonna what i'm thinking about is letting him opening up my uh my personal collection of razors and have him picking one out for himself along with his other razor and stuff so oh, jesus you simp <laughs> <laughs> hey dark knight hey you're you're talking about and i know you're coming from the other side of the mirror you're talking <laughs> about white chicks and race play very naughty dude I know, and I'm not even Southern, and I don't have a plantation, 
<laughs> I dude, I, I ra- my girl's Mexican, dude. I race play with her all the time. I call her right. fucking dirty. There's I call her dirty dude. fucking beaner. Right. Uh, fucking nasty Loses. enchilada. You know? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's all good. Her, it's all good. Her hands and knees. It's all good in the hood. It's like, hey, you know, I understand race play because I've met a few black girls where, uh, unfortunately, I didn't turn it up enough. Like we 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 play we play fucking immigrant versus ICE agent. Like she tried, mm. she has to earn her way into the into the country. All right, save it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, 